This is the Marion Health Podcast. Spilling our guts for the well-being of yours. We're back again. We're back again. Again for another podcast. So today, we're going to be talking about antibiotics. Well, you're on first today. I am on first, and antibiotics is... On second? No, it's actually on first. It's on first. It's the number one thing we're going to talk about. Lots of them. Lots of them everywhere. They seem to be everywhere. People dying. What? Setup question. How come people are dying related to antibiotics? Gross overuse. Oh. Right? One of the number one concerns you have is going to the hospital because you might die of a bacterial infection that they can't treat anymore because why? They were handing out antibiotics like candy for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. So World Health Organization. So a little background just because I think it's important to have it. World Health Organization has been giving us information for 25 years saying stop giving so many uh, antibiotics stop giving so many antibiotics hard to say that a few more. it is Not i know I'm, w- I'm waiting for it <laughs> uh, but guess what we did gave antibiotics right, right? well because so, it's what we have right well we've got a lot of other things like it's viral leave it alone well right mm-hmm. so i even did a, a small little segment when i was doing national radio and it was a it was just a, a kind of a joke of when the parents come in with the kid that's having a little sniffle and they want them to have an antibiotic the doc's going, no, it's a viral. You want? No, we want an antibiotic. Why? Because they got to go to work, and they can't have that kid off. Mm-hmm. So guess what? They force the antibiotics, and that has been occurring for twenty some years. And the United States is the number one offender in the entire world, and unfortunately, it's producing those things that we can't treat anymore mm-hmm. at all. So antibiotics, major problem. It happens to be in what? Cows, pigs, chickens. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. An issue. An issue because it's everywhere, and the bacteria is compensated to an extent that now is becoming life-threatening. And I'm telling you, whether you know it or not, be concerned. Because you're going to deal with it with your family and with people that you love in your lifetime. That's how bad it is. But there are times when an antibiotic does make sense. We are always say that, right? Are, well, aren't yes. there? It's supposed to be life and death. It's supposed to be serious, right? How many of us have been life and death? And how many of us have had an antibiotic prescribed? And how many of us have sinus infections every doggone year, two or three times, and guess what they give us? Antibiotics. And what happens every year? You have the same problem coming back. Reason why? You're not taking care of the problem. Okay? Antibiotics grossly overused continuously. And we're still doing it even though there is a change. It's happening with pediatrics. It's happening with general docs because this problem that we can't treat anymore with a lot of the serious bacteria, is becoming serious. I sound so serious. I sound like that. You do like, sound very yeah, serious. I'm going to stop that. And in that'll fact, kill the show right in fact, That's right. In <laughs> fact, part of what we're going to talk about today, because there are a lot of antibiotics on yes. the market and a lot of doctors prescribing, and in some cases, maybe I would argue from my perspective as a general consumer, hmm. reasons that I would maybe want to take them, not because it's life and death, but because it seems like a good Well, it seems like We've a good option. We've got to a point where it's a convenience right? thing. And it may be i got a sniffle. Give me an antibiotic so I don't miss work and I don't right. miss this. And I miss okay, well, I don't do that. but <laughs> yeah. yeah, you won't <laughs> yeah, miss work. No, I won't miss work. Yeah. you got one Just, eye open. That's yeah. right, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so what we're talking about today, at least what we hope Dr. Bentley will, what we're going to have Dr. Bentley gut check yes. with us later is taking a probiotic mm-hmm. with an antibiotic. And why that in the future I believe, I mm-hmm. predict, is a standard of medical care that will be held to and will need to be, otherwise we're going to be in more trouble. Mm-hmm. Should have been for a long time. Certain countries, that already is a standard of care. When I was doing international radio interviews, they would tell you, 
Why would we not do that? Mm-hmm. Of course you can do that because mm-hmm. you know one thing. You give an antibiotic without a probiotic, you already know their susceptibility to get sick is high. And the question would be, well, if they already know that, why don't they do it? They're just starting. Right. Well, so, because the research is so new, yeah, relatively yes. speaking, right? Absolutely. And it's not necessarily a mainstream decision. Even though the decision. common sense application was already there, Yeah, right? but it's not common sense for oh, we everybody, don't do common right? Sense, like, right? Well, we do common sense. Yeah, we're but, common sense kind of yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we asked, again, our yeah. network of mostly moms, but lots of people, obviously, are affected by antibiotics, um, a bunch of questions about yes. what do you know about antibiotics? Yep, you know, Have you been prescribed them? What kinds of things... Do you do, you know, when, when you're taking an antibiotic, do they work for you and those sorts of things? And mm-hmm. so, you know, basically, what do you want to know about if I'm taking an antibiotic? Mm-hmm. What kinds of questions could we answer for you? And mm-hmm. so a lot of them came back around this idea of or I would consider it a, a new idea around coupling probiotics with antibiotics Absolutely. because it is relatively new, I think, especially in the American market. Mm-hmm. And so all sorts of questions, right? Like if I'm taking an antibiotic and its job is to kill things and it's indiscriminate it's indiscriminate in how it kills Correct. then i take a probiotic which is also bacteria mm-hmm. will it not good or bad well will it not work right. my probiotic doesn't work mm-hmm. my you know whatever so lots of questions about should i take it how long should i take it mm-hmm. why does it work or not work right. um if i couple a probiotic and antibiotic just basically like best practices Absolutely. if i want to do this which i believe is a good idea or good mm-hmm. moms think yes this is a good idea mm-hmm. but i want to know more about it mm-hmm. Like, help me out with those sorts of questions. Absolutely. And how about baby comparison to toddler mm-hmm. comparison to uh, dad, mom? Right. Well, dads Big don't difference. take probiotics, do they? We don't. Dads yeah. just, they, they go on no matter yeah. what. Without a map because they yeah. can't ever find their right? way to work. Yeah, and, you know, exactly. So. Well, and we learned in another episode uh, that we put together about C-sections and breastfeeding, right. this idea that you are given, moms are given oftentimes an antibiotic before the baby comes. <laughs> And what does that mean to them possibly then needing a probiotic? So right, because research was, shows mm-hmm. it even changes the baby's flora. Right, exactly. Which is key to health. Remember, 70% the GI tract is your immune system. Mm-hmm. Okay, 70% of your immune system is in the GI tract. I said it backwards. Right. You didn't even correct I me. did, Usually actually. it's I was, like SWAT. My brain, get, brain just kind of went, what do you matter? you got to get it. <laughs> actually, if you want to be... Want to know what I was thinking? I was thinking. I think we talked about that in our basic like probiotics one hundred and one episode, which was our very first episode. And I was trying to go back through my encyclopedia of like podcasts well, to remember. Did I'm we talk glad about you it. slowly worked there because then I didn't get swatted. I know, right? I well, like I'm that. gonna swat you later. Bam! <laughs> okay. If you hear like a, that's yeah. That's it. <laughs> Can we give our fact, fact checker, checker? A, a sound? Yeah. Like, what thing? happens when the host gets hit? Is there is there any kind laughter. of legal precedent? <laughs> laughter, <laughs> laughter happens. Yeah, that's that's pretty true. <laughs> Nice. So, lots of questions, lots important of questions. questions, and right. confusion like always. Right. But the idea of a probiotic being given with and after a probiotic and before an antibiotic is know. becoming more natural. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And, and well, maintaining health, I do it all the time. Yeah. It makes a big difference. When you get that old, you need all the health. <laughs> well, let's get Dr. Bentley on the line so that yep. we can do our gut check. And we have the man. That has the answers. That's it. Dr. <laughs> Bentley, welcome to the show. <coughs> oh, my God. Well, do, you have a, do you need an you antibiotic? Sick, do you, you have, have a problem? <laughs> we yes, we have some suggestions for you. <laughs> Don't great. get close to us and no kissing. Okay, go ahead. Wow. Well, thank you again for having me on the show. Um, <laughs> maybe just, maybe just start fine. with, and this is perhaps something that everybody knows, but yeah. I like to not assume that everybody knows everything. 
And let's just start with what is an antibiotic and when yeah, are yeah, people yeah, given an antibiotic? Do you want a Webster definition? Because <laughs> I really like this. We can get our fact checker to pull a real Fact checker can check. Fact checker! That's exactly what we'll get. Yeah. Oh, another question. You just woke him up from his post lunch. No. I'm not paid enough yeah. to do this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, but, so talk to us about antibiotics. I mean, everybody hears the word. Probably all of us have been on it, on one, mm-hmm. multiple times. What is it exactly? What does it do? Okay. Exactly. 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 <laughs> or in general, whichever. Well, first, it interrupts the ribosome 16S that <laughs> will go. Whoa, 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 whoa. Or the 30S. Yeah, more we're not doing that. Is okay. that a car no model? Yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody's listening. That's only a PhD level. You can listen to this. Otherwise, we're going to dumb we it, down it down to, to reality. Average, okay. Turn it down to average consumer. Yeah, average language. consumer. Yeah. What's it do? <laughs> Antibiotics. What do they do? Antibiotics are antibacterial. So they kill bacteria in a number of different ways, depending upon what type of bacteria, uh, what type of bacteria it's specifically designed for. Um, it disrupts everything from DNA synthesis to cell membrane structure uh, to the replication of the cells themselves. Um, some of them are bacteriostatic, where they stop the growth and then let the body kill off, and other ones are bactericidal, where it actually goes in there and kills them. And there's a vast array of antibiotics that are on the market. Some of them are broad spectrum. Some of them are very narrowed in. But bottom line is, is that antibiotics are way overprescribed, specifically for viral infections, uh, sinus infections that are typically viral in nature, uh, ear infections that are typically viral in nature. And when I mean typically viral in nature, I'm talking upwards around over 90% of the time that they're a viral, but people are so programmed to immediately take a pill the minute that they get sick, and they think that it's bacterial. Um, or oftentimes when it's viral, we need to let the body do its own thing and fight it. I mean, we get a temperature for a reason, because it cooks these things. Um, you, you sterilize things with heat, right? That's one method. Um, so these bac- antibiotics, is what they're designed to do is to kill bacteria. The problem is, is that currently at our state right now, we don't know friend from foe with regards to the antibiotics. So they're going to disrupt the cellular processes of all the bacteria, the good and the bad. Mm. So that's where it causes an issue with our microflora because, again, we have 10 times the amount of bacteria in our gut than we do cells in our body. Again, we have over 100 trillion cells in our body. So that's a lot of bacteria that we have. On top of viruses, molds, yeast, and fungus in our intestinal system. So we have this whole microbiome that we're host to. It's an ecology. It's a balance of things. And so when you go in there and you kill off not only the bad bacteria, but the good bacteria, you allow things to overgrow, such as yeast. And that's why yeast can overgrow is when you get rid of the good bacteria, because this antibiotic is just very broad spectrum and kills all types, as opposed to being something very narrow. There's current research right now that's exciting that they're getting to the point that they can start to really hone in on where they're making antibiotics now that actually do not destroy the good bacteria, the flora, but it targets specifically the bad bacteria. But that's going to be a while before it gets on the marketplace. Mm -hmm. So the question becomes, what do we do right now for the years since the 50s, that we 1950s, that we've had antibiotics and the overusage that we have today that is creating antibiotic resistance? Because, again, the bacteria are constantly morphing. 
the viral strains are getting into the, into the bacteria and now survival of the fittest and now they start to overgrow, becoming resistant to these different methods that we have of antibiotics. And the key thing is, is that we need to restore balance. And restoring balance in the gastrointestinal tract after an antibiotic is very important. Let me ask you this. Is there quite a bit of kill-off? I've heard as much as certain antibiotics can wipe out as much as 50% of the flora. Yeah, and that's where research is continuing to develop in there. But yeah, there's definitely indications that it knocks out at least up to 50%, if not more. There are other antibiotics that do less. There are certain antibiotics that uh, will eliminate certain strains of probiotics in the gut. Um, and so it depends upon which antibiotic that you're on. And again, the research is just in its infancy. It's just within, within the last couple of years of them isolating which antibiotic you go on and how does that change the diversity of the population of antibiotics or of probiotics in our gut. And there's over well over 800 species that we know of, of different bacteria in our gut. So this is a big problem. Yes. Gross overuse, broad spectrum. Constantly used in the United States has been cited by World Health Organization. Lots of things that it's a major issue, and now we're growing a bacteria that it can't even kill, et cetera, et cetera. So, how do we help the average person that's taking an antibiotic get back to some type of a normal floor? Because we know it affects the immune system, it affects prevention of other diseases, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, how do we take it? How do we use it? Can we take it during the time we're taking the antibiotic? Do we take it after? What's your recommendations? The great thing is, is that we're constantly learning and the information is being produced on a daily basis. So currently right now, the understanding is, is that when you take an antibiotic, and again, it depends upon which one you're taking and the information is constantly evolving, but we do know that when you take an antibiotic, it takes at least a month to six weeks afterwards at a minimum to restore the gut back to what it was previously of colonizing with the healthy balance again. Um, some indications uh, show that your population never gets back to what it was initially before taking that antibiotic. I've heard anything 102 days. I've heard six months. I've heard three months. Or bad health people don't ever get back just like that. Major issues. Right. So is that the, dur the duration if you're doing nothing proactive to try to restore the balance? If you're just letting your body Good do... Question what it does? Or are you saying even if you're supplementing with a probiotic, it's still going to take four weeks, six weeks to get your gut flora balanced back? That's a great question. So presuming, and again, there's many variables uh, that come into play. So let's just take, for instance, what, it, what you just asked. Is that just naturally that the body will restore it? And the answer is yes. If the person is eating the right types of foods, the healthy foods that we're designed to have, such as, you know, green leafy vegetables, Yuck. fruits, <laughs> and getting these things into our system. Sean doesn't um, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so it, that allows for the feeding of those good bacteria to repopulate. So the research indicates that it takes, you know, four to six weeks at a minimum for that to be restored without doing any supplementation. Okay, so I'm sorry, but uh, if I'm the person listening on this podcast, I'm trying to figure out, well, am I that person that's living a pretty healthy lifestyle? And, and, and unfortunately, the majority of Americans are not living a healthy lifestyle. Thus, when they start on their antibiotics, the question always is, well, I, I was on an antibiotic three months ago, and now i got the same thing over and over. Isn't that sometimes an indicator of what's starting to happen if they're not getting back the good floor, they're not getting healthy? Because recurrent antibiotic use, I see it all the time in my patients. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and that's you're exactly right. And the majority of people are not eating on a daily basis the amount of fruits and vegetables that need to be ingested into our system. We're eating foods that are calorie rich, so we are getting calories, but it's very nutrient deficient. Mm-hmm. So we lack the nutrients, and that lack of nutrients is what ultimately is going to make or break our flora. So I do recommend that people supplement with a probiotic. And based off of what I see right now, I presume it is best for people to take it six to th- six weeks to three months after antibiotic usage and actually taking it concurrently. There's evidence to show that taking it at the same time is more beneficial because it actually decreases by up to 50% the um, antibiotic-associated diarrhea, uh, which is a condition that happens when people take antibiotics. Because um, when you take antibiotics, again, as I've mentioned, that it keeps the population of yeast in check. Um, C. diff is another bacterial infection that is part of our intestinal tract that is allowed to flourish and populate in massive amounts after taking certain antibiotics. And ultimately, just any antibiotic can actually cause it, but there are certain ones like clindamycin that is a bigger offender because it wipes out a certain population of bacteria that allows us that usually that bacteria would keep C. diff in check. And now C. diff is allowed to grow, and now they got um, this chronic C. diff infection in their intestinal system. So taking um, a probiotic concurrently has been shown to reduce the antibiotic-associated diarrhea um, of from taking that antibiotic by up to 50%, taking it concurrently. So let's talk through some real-life examples just so mm-hmm. I can like get my head wrapped around the practical nature of like when I take it or don't take it. So, so let's say that Amy got an antibiotic so and say, she had to take it. I know, right? I don't, I, I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> no. Yeah, so let's say I'm, I'm the kind of person that I'm already on a probiotic, so I just take it every day as part of my like normal regimen. And then I get struck down by some bacterial infection. Um, and I am put on an antibiotic. So I have my probiotic and I have my antibiotic. I normally take my probiotic in the morning with my breakfast. I do like a little bit morning and I have another like at night and that's what I'm supposed to take my antibiotic too. So I should just, should I just take them both at the same time? Cause it's like I eat my antibiotic with my food. I take my probiotic with my food too. Just, it's just convenient. Right. Mm-hmm. So I should, can I just take like do my breakfast, take my take it all at one time, and then do my dinner, my probiotic, my antibiotic, and I'm I'm good, I'm covered. Or do I need to like switch up my routine somehow based on being on an antibiotic? That's a great question. Um, first, I like the idea of the way that you laid it out there. Struck down, struck down, I was struck down by I've a seen her induction. I've it, seen her. It makes, so that was, it's, it's it makes me mad picture. when I get sick. Well, so I mean, what it, really, it, what it tells me is that you're, mad you're full of drama. <laughs> I was struck down was struck by this bacterial down. infection. <laughs> Boom. Um. Usually I strike back, but they do get me occasionally, unfortunately. So when you are struck down, <laughs> what I do recommend is that you do take it um, at opposite times that you take the antibiotic. Uh, because if you take that antibiotic and you dump it right into the stomach and then you take your probiotic and it's in the stomach and then they pass into the intestinal system together, it's going to kill that and everything right around it uh, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I recommend in, in theory it is best to take it at different stages. So if we're going to take the probiotic, I would say a half hour to an hour before or after using or taking the antibiotic itself. Gotcha. So I get up in the morning, I take my probiotic, I do my normal routine, I get ready to leave the house for work or whatever, a couple of, like an hour later usually for me, Mm -hmm. then I can take my probiotic or my antibiotic and maybe my breakfast or whatever 
kind of together. So that gives like an hour in between probiotic and the antibiotic. That's kind of what you're saying. I think that's a very reasonable plan. Okay. And, and then taking six to three, six weeks to three then, months yeah. beyond. Yeah. Correct. After, after, you, after your last dose. After your last dose. Okay. After, after your last dose. Okay, after good. your last dose to right. help facilitate that process. And it's also important to make sure that the antibiotics that you're taking, that you understand what strains are killed off by that. And again, this is new research, so a lot of people don't have access to that. And a lot of products don't cover it either. Correct. And so that's where it's do important what they to make do. sure it's got something that has a diverse population mm-hmm. of probiotics um, that have been specifically crafted as a product for that need. See, and I was going to ask that question too, because if I'm already on a probiotic, is that the right probiotic to complement my antibiotic? Like, or do I need to look for a different probiotic, one that's more specifically designed to work with that antibiotic? One is specifically designed to work with antibiotic, but in lieu of that, something that has a very diverse population. So something with one or two probiotics, three, isn't going to cut it. You're going to need something with nine, 12, 18 Okay. Some, something around that. More full spectrum, more. Right, right. I, I have one follow-up, uh, mostly for uh, moms with teenagers uh, that get acne. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, um, they will start them on an antibiotic and take it over a period of time, like all the way through high school. Those kids probably should be considering probiotics and really should be concerned about taking it long-term, shouldn't they? Oh, without question. Yeah, absolutely. Because, again, they're taking it for... Um, a bacterial infestation, if you will, into their pores on their infestation. face. Infestation. Yes, oh, infestation. Struck down. Their face was in, struck down. It was struck by down by the infestation. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, their condition. face was struck down, or their pores were struck wow. down. Wow. <laughs> Very aggressive. I like that. That's what today. So they put up on these antibiotics um, to kill off the bacteria. Right. Where ultimately, again, it becomes a balance. And as I mentioned before about the food intake. If you're eating high sugary foods, refined refined products, it allows certain bacteria to overgrow. It kills off your good balance of bacteria. Now you've created dysbiosis, and dysbiosis is uh, beyond again, which is an imbalance of good bacteria to bad bacteria. So now you get more bad bacteria populating. It goes beyond the gastrointestinal system. It's on our skin too. It's on our oral cavity, so uh, our nasal cavity, our ears, uh, swimmer's ear, for example, mm-hmm. is you know you you wash out the cerumen in the ear and when you do that when you're when you're swimming that washes out the the cerumen which has a very acidic ph that doesn't allow bacteria to grow now you wash that mm-hmm. out and now you've got mm-hmm. flora of certain yeah. of bacteria that are around that area that are now allowed to overgrow huh. so then the reasonable question would be what about tennis elbow same thing <laughs> no, probably not. No, a little steps there. <laughs> little, little I have a big toe problem. I know, right? Yes. Exactly. Yes. So, okay. so I kind of laid out that case study, I guess, or whatever, with myself in mind. Mm-hmm. Is it different with my one-year-old who has an ear infection? I mean, do I, do I need to be thinking about the same things, like making sure that I'm not, you know, mixing the probiotic and the antibiotic at the same time? They should take it six weeks to three months after their last dose. I mean, is it... Is it equivalent, I guess, if I'm an adult or I'm a kid? Well, again, there's not an exact science at this point um, that we can say with absolute certainty. But using logic, it tells you, yes, keep it spaced out, no matter whether you're a child, an infant, or an adult, Mm -hmm. uh, that you need to keep it spaced out um, away from the antibiotic. Mm -hmm. um, And then make sure that you're taking it beyond the usage of that antibiotic to give it plenty of time to restore... um, the colonization of diverse populations of bacteria 
specifically more of the health-promoting ones and ones that are knocked out by antibiotics, um, build that population back up into the intestinal system, and then go back onto a general probiotic, um, assuming that the majority of people are not eating the healthy diets that they need to for that flora to be completely restored on its own naturally. So thinking back to our uh, previous podcast we did about childbirth and breastfeeding, so I'm just trying to play through all the scenarios. I know, right? We are. It's like constantly. I can't help it. Um, I'm just trying to think through all the scenarios that some of our listeners might have. And so I'm a breastfeeding mom, and I'm on an antibiotic, but my baby, for whatever reason, is not a probiotic right now. So I should be on a probiotic with my antibiotic. Should my baby also be on a probiotic? Because... I'm going to be passing through some of that antibiotic to them. That's a great question, and absolutely, um, that's a good question. You know, yeah, that, that is a really good question. I just, and it's something I'm that, just kind of thinking it through. Like wait, practically, where does that show up? Yeah, I'm a little surprised myself, but I, uh, you know, yeah. And in that podcast, you know, we we mentioned that there's 11 antibiotics that we know of that are broad spectrum that cross the placental barrier. Mm-hmm. Um, See, in addition, you it, do pay attention. I can <laughs> start doing that. <laughs> and those antibiotics also can cross into the lacteals and go into the breast milk. So during lactation, it can get into the breast milk, into that child, which will therefore disrupt that young, evolving ecology of microbiome in that child. So um, at that time, it makes sense. And so sometimes you can, uh, you know, an infant isn't going to necessarily take a pill. Um, They're not going to swallow that way. So a liquid probiotic is a great option. Uh, Sometimes someone could take a capsule and open it up and make a little paste with a little bit of breast milk and put it on the nipple and then the child can latch on and then it can get in there as well. Excellent. So healthy lacteals. I like it. We need to work on that. <laughs> you should. I no. don't think I need that. <laughs> you might have other health conditions if you are lactating. I'm not talking about them publicly. I know that. No, I'm just that is a whole other podcast All right. right there. I think that's it, right? Yeah, no, that's a lot. We, we kept you a little bit longer than we probably should have, but we appreciate your time as always. Thanks for having me. Amy Baker, Dr. Sean Benzinger. Humarian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts. For the well-being of yours. Thanks for having the guts to listen to the Humarian Health Podcast. If you have things you'd like to gut check, send us an email at gutcheck at humarian.com. Humarian.